Hello and welcome to the Aruka Network podcast. I'm Jake Lloyd and in this episode we're learning about a project that uses a bench to improve mental health. At first we were worried that people would feel stigmatized being seen on the bench but by now it seems to be something very popular. That's the voice of Ruth Verhey. She's a clinical psychologist based in Zimbabwe and She's part of a project at the University of Harare, which is making mental health services available to people who might not otherwise access it. This project is called the Friendship Bench. And rather than me try and explain what it's all about, let's get straight to the interview. Here is Ruth. Okay, so the Friendship Bench is basically the name of a psychological intervention that we came up with due to the fact that we figured out here about 30% of all primary care health facility users present with what we call common mental disorders. And common mental disorders are basically depression and anxiety. So a little bit like the the easy psychiatric disorders, so to say. And because there was no mental health package at all on the primary care health level, we figured that something has to happen. There must be something because there's enough studies out there that show that when people have like low mental health or poor mental health, like like suffer from depression and or anxiety, I mean, and I believe it mostly comes as both together, um, you, you have poor medication adherence, which is an issue when you have a high HIV prevalence in a population. You have... Um, outcomes on child development for instance if the mother is suffering from depression then child development is stunted often um so all these sort of things become basically public health issues in the long run and luckily we have a very switched on health department here in in harare in the capital of zimbabwe who really bought into this because they saw the sort of the possible public health effects if they invest a little bit in mental health. And so what we were able to do is that all primary care clinics in in Harare have lay health workers attached to them. And these lay health workers or community health workers have certain jobs. So they would go around in the community and literally walk around the community. They would be based in the clinic, but also be on the streets and and tell people um, come for immunization drives or watch out it's cholera times, go wash your hands. And so we were able to use these lay health workers, which are mostly actually in Harare, they're only women and only elderly women, interestingly enough um, and train them up with our intervention which is based on a cognitive behavioral therapy approach um, called problem solving therapy and because that is quite easy to to use because that's the, the idea is um, it's called task shifting so we, we don't have enough mental health professionals in Zimbabwe. So the idea of task shifting means, can I use lower caters to do part of the work and make sure that these lower caters are well-trained and well-supervised? And so that was our framework, basically. How can we train them well? So we have, we wrote a manual, um, we adapted the whole problem solving so that it becomes culturally appropriate and acceptable in our settings. So for instance, we, we came up with um, sort of our own terms, Basically, so in the first session, what we what the lay health worker does with the client is it's all about opening up the mind. 
which in the local language is called Kuvura Pfungwa. And opening up the mind basically means client tell me what's on your mind, what's going on. The lay health worker then in an sort of in an um, process of I'm listening to you, I'm repeating, I'm summarizing what you're saying so that both understand what the client is talking about. And the client basically opens up her mind or his mind about what problems are there really and then sort of understands that there are often many problems and then just picking one which is basically the idea of problem solving therapy that we don't try to solve everything but we solve one at a time and um, people found this very helpful to be listened to and guided through this question process of what is going on once you've chosen one problem like what is it exactly and what options do you have like brainstorming solutions and basically settling for one solution that is feasible and sort of affordable and practical and doesn't have negative consequences to it um, and so going home almost with a with a task of what to do until they see the lay health worker for the next time and and it's called the friendship bench because it's all happening on a bench. So basically you have to imagine the primary care clinic being a place that is used by many, many, many people and there being no space, no extra room free for us. So the option was to say, can we be on the grounds? Can we be on the premises somewhere? And that's where the idea came from. At first we were worried that people would feel stigmatized being seen on the bench, but by now it seems to be something very popular to do, to be sitting on the bench. <laughs> okay, now I've been talking a lot. <laughs> So the, so the bench will be situated within the grounds of the clinic, so it's not in a, a totally public space. Absolutely not. It's within the grounds of the clinics, which is also extremely important because we thought if we want to do something, it has to be safe, it has to be sustainable, and it has to be able to be scaled up in a way. You know, So we figured out it's safe if it's within the clinic grounds. That means the clients are safe. The counselors are safe because you have to imagine what's really important is that if someone comes with, say, suicidal ideation, for instance, meaning, yes, I've thought about killing myself, I've, I'm, maybe I even made a plan or something like that, then the lay health worker immediately goes and refers that client on first to the nurse in the clinic. And if needs be, that client will be referred on to a tertiary facility, which might be the psychiatric clinic like of a psychiatric hospital, which we have too often in Harare, two public ones. And in that case, to make it safe for everybody. And we also found it very important that it's sustainable. So that's why we, we were so happy to be working within the existing system so that we're not depending on any kind of funding. And if the funding runs out, the project dies, etc. Yeah. Why, why do you think elderly women make for the best um, listeners? That's a good question. So first of all, that wasn't planned. Like I said, it just happened to be elderly women here in Harare who worked as lay health workers. And because the society is a, a very respectful one for, for the elders, um, these women come with a high authority in a way. They're very respected community members as such. So what they say counts. And, and what we figured out during the work basically during those years of, of working and, and refining friendship bench is that these women stay 
in the community. As you know, like often we talk about the grandmothers and if you sort of Google stuff, there's for instance a TED talk from, from Dixon Chibanda now out about the grandmothers and mm. um, so it's quite an interesting one. Google that maybe. And um, the grandmothers literally stay in their community and it seems almost like they take it on a personal note to make sure that their clients are okay. So so whenever we talk to them, they they go way beyond their call in a way they they would go do home visits which might be sometimes part of their job but sometimes it might also be just checking in on clients that they're worried about I've, I've had um, some of the grandmothers tell me that sometimes clients sort of come to their house and, and and need something to eat and I mean you have to put this into the context of these are people uh, I don't know, Zimbabwe has a very high unemployment rate. I mean, it ranges between 80 and 90% of unemployment rate. I mean, a lot of people live completely under the poverty deadline. And and these women, with their meager salary, are going out there and, and really giving their all. And somehow, and this is interesting, maybe if I can add that, I've been doing some research on post-traumatic stress disorder especially in the context of HIV and being HIV positive and we thought at first that our lay health workers could be extremely stressed out and have what we call vicarious trauma you know like secondary trauma just of having to deal with what their clients go through plus also going through all the same stuff that their clients go through because they live in the same community and are exposed to the same stressors and we actually found that the lay health workers are extremely resilient how we say um, so they have very low rates of common mental disorders and PTSD, which is very, very good for us to find. Have you seen the, the this friendship bench spread beyond Harare into different contexts in yes. Zimbabwe or other countries? Yeah, that's great that you asked that. So we did a clinical trial in 2015, which was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. And um, sort of proving our, our effectiveness of our approach, which is really exciting. I, th I think that led to a lot of media interest as well. And so uh, then we were able to scale up to three cities. So we're in Harare and in two other cities in Zimbabwe, called uh, one's called Gweru and one's called Chitungwiza, which is very close to Harare. So we have scaled up in Zimbabwe to more than... 72 clinics or exactly 72 clinics and um, we have been starting in Lilongwe in Malawi mm -hmm. and recently we've just come back from New York because the New York city approach called um, NYC Thrive that's their roadmap for mental health has actually adopted the friendship bench Wow. Yes, that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. and it, it, are you finding it's, um, it's elderly women there as well? Uh, no, there it was was both. Uh, in 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 Malawi as well, we found that their the their lay health workers seem to have been younger than ours, and mixed mixed gender. And in New York, they also had younger people. I mean, they're sort of starting, and they've adopted their the, the friendship bench a little bit to their needs. So it's not so much a therapy on the bench, but more um, talk to me and I help you where to go to kind of approach on a bench. So which they also call friendship bench. And um, they were also younger people and they work a lot with this sort of lived experiences approach. So I've been there, I've, I've gone through this, I can help you. Um, so yeah, so I guess it's, it's volunteers, whereas we just worked with um, who was there, basically, like I said, because we find it so important that it's sustainable. 
What what should people do if they're listening to this and they they want to start their own or, or some kind of scheme within their community? <laughs> Good, that's a great question. Contact us. <laughs> Contact mm. us. Hello at friendshipbenchzimbabwe.org. Um, so so what we've had a lot of contact requests already in, in those kind of areas and and what we always say is check out your community like what what is possible to do on a level that it's sustainable um, and that it's safe for everybody involved and as we said task shifting means we can use people who don't have education in psychology or psychiatry or whatever but who have maybe those soft skills that we found that are the most important one which is this empathy and being able to listen and being non-judgmental all these things that anybody who does counseling knows exactly this is important in counseling is making the other person feel they can trust their counselor and they can open up and that already that therapeutic relationship does a lot so going back to what we try to do at the moment i mean we we try to do a lot of research in our work. So when someone wants to start, we're we happy to help. And we would be very happy even if we can help and also help people to conduct research while they do that. Because it's always important to have evidence going for the work we do. And it, it's it's about capacity building on all levels. Not only do we train counselors, but you train people to think in a research way and maybe do degrees or publish papers or something like that. So in end effect, on, on our website, you can see the manual. That's the older version of our manual. We've got a newer version by now. Um, so it's best to contact us. And then we are planning to have trainings in Harare. So anybody who is sort of in, in Southern Africa can come basically once we start running trainings or otherwise if people are able to find money somewhere we could come and train uh, yeah Great. does it answer your question <laughs> yeah it does. it does so 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 you would encourage people to contact you even if they have no no formal health or mental health training at all yeah it's, it's possible of course Great. yeah also um so we know the stigma surrounding mental health seems to transcend cultures it are you seeing stigma being reduced by people having this more informal conversation on a bench rather than being in a in a clinic um in a slightly more well clinical environment yes i, I think so i mean what we have found by now is that a lot of people actually self-refer so they would come to their primary care clinic within their community and say i want to see the the grandmother the ambuya how it's called in shona um I want to go and speak to someone on the bench. So that is already exciting. And we had, I mean, we ran some radio programs um, and we really tried to do a lot of awareness activity around mental health. I think from what you said, I mean, if you compare that to what people still think about um, inpatients who are in a psychiatric ward, that that definitely is extremely stigmatized still. And you will see that in, in many sub-Saharan um, Africa countries and probably in, in Asia and other countries as well, there's still a lot of human rights abuse towards patients who, say, suffer from schizophrenia or anything like that. And actually thinking of that, sometimes people say to us, so what can you, can you talk to someone with schizophrenia on the bench? And the thing is, if someone is floridly schizophrenic and hearing voices and maybe a danger to themselves or others, then it's difficult to see them on the bench, but we can see the carers, we can see the family on the bench, because those are the ones that need a lot of support if they have to 
care for someone who's suffering from such a hectic psychiatric disorder. But once people are put on medication and are stable, then of course they can benefit from being on the bench again. And even if it's around how do I keep taking my medication, how do I work with being laughed at or ridiculed by, by someone in my community or whatever it is, you know. So we feel although problem solving is such a basic approach in a way it does help people a lot to regain a sense of self-respect and confidence and sort of that sense of ability and actually I must add something else which we always forget because we totally underreported on that one the friendship bench intervention basically consists of a package of say up to six sessions on the bench whereas a lot happens in the first sessions and the second is maybe just a sort of a refresher and touching base with clients sometimes people don't even come back for a second one or they don't come back for a third one because they feel oh that helped but whatever happens when people have been to the bench they get referred to a peer support group that is called the z-bags well they make z-bag it's actually called circle kubatana tose which means like the circle where we held hands where we hold hands and there we we learn to make z-bags and z-bags are sort of funky bags made out of recycled plastic and the idea is to sit together because we've all been through the experience of receiving counseling on the bench and and there's someone who's like a peer who has been there before and this person teaches us how to crochet a bag for instance and this is kind of the income generation side because if all goes well I make this bag maybe I keep it for myself but maybe I can sell it and I actually make a little bit of money and can do something else with that money and we found that people have reported always how supportive that was for them how helpful that was for them to be in that group where where people were like non-judgmental and they understood each other and it the most interesting thing that still beats me today is that a lot of these groups are still running like they started maybe two years ago and these support groups are still meeting on a regular base and sometimes they tell us they meet now at the water place you know where you have to go and get your water because there's no running water in your building where you live or in your house um so women and men and often their children would then meet together and chat there while they wait for their turn to to fill their their bucket of water for instance what what are your ambitions for the What's the what's the plan for the future of the, the friendship bench? Where 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 are you gonna mm -hmm. go from here? Yeah, it's good that you asked that. So we were lucky enough to get more research grants. So one of our big projects is to have what we call the UFB, so friendship bench for FB, not for Facebook, friendship bench. And the U basically stands for this is for youth. So we're adapting the whole process for younger people because we figured, interestingly enough, People who go to the primary care clinics are mostly women and not the young people. So although the young people suffer from health issues, especially HIV, for instance, they just don't want to come to the clinic. Clinic is not the right place for them to go to. So we're trying to figure out how can we meet them? Where can we meet them? If they don't come to the clinic, we must go to them. So that's that's in the process right now, which is really exciting, I think. And the, the second project that we also have sort of slowly started working on um, together with a Swiss NGO is um, a rural version of the friendship bench. So where we really go in what we call here the rural areas into the countryside, out, far out, in uh, near a place called Masringo, which is about um, maybe 300 kilometers south from Harare, and then into the countryside there where things are far. And 
where people also suffer from common mental disorders, but as has, has never been part of anything, people just don't talk about it. And maybe I need to add that as well. A lot of our clients mentioned after having been through the counseling that it was so interesting for them that this is actually depression, what they suffer from. So in, in Shona, we use the word kufungisisa, which means thinking too much, which makes it quite clear, doesn't it? And so people who think too much probably get a headache and would maybe go to the clinic and say, I've got a headache and probably would walk out with a painkiller. So you can see already how then the mental health part is not treated at all. Mm. But the symptom of the of the headache basically as a as an effect is is treated in a in a way that doesn't really help the depression side of things. And our lay health workers are working with a questionnaire that we that was established in the nineties here in Zimbabwe and we have sort of validated it again for here, which is called the Shona Symptom Questionnaire, which basically asks those symptoms of anxiety and depression, like like I had issues with sleeping or I felt like crying or I couldn't focus, all these symptoms that, that are indicative of, of these mental disorders. And that helps the lay health workers be informed on what they're looking for and it helps the clients to understand that they're not just crazy, right, if, if they get that, for instance, because now there's a label to it, there's something that can help them, they can feel a change, they can probably even see that next time they get given this questionnaire, they, they score much lower and, um, and therefore see the difference in their life as well. That's great, Ruth. Thank you. Um, I, I don't have any further questions. Is there anything you wanted to, to add? Um, just think. So I don't know. I think it's it's really exciting work. It's great to to be able to help people. And I think my my thing is a lot about getting awareness out there so that people stop being ashamed and therefore not seeking help. And for whatever that is, you know, people just have to sort of get real and say, yeah, I've got a problem, let me find support and help. And I think once once people have gone through that, it's easier for them as well to encourage others to go and seek help. So that was Ruth Verhe, a clinical psychologist at the University of Harare, talking about the Friendship Bench. If you'd like to learn more about the Friendship Bench, then you can visit their website, which is www.friendshipbenchzimbabwe.org and that's it for this episode as ever if you have any feedback or suggestions on this podcast please do leave a comment on our soundcloud page or itunes or you can just email me directly jake at arukanetwork.org i would love to hear from you until next time bye for now